listen to MyMind.com, you might not go to hell. Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 88. It's June the 1st, 2008, the ninth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Hi, Dave. I'm starting to think about we need to plan for our 100th show, like some type of extravaganza. We could be extravagant. Maybe we could actually do that video podcast at that point. We should, and we should have guests on the show. That'd be you know, all the little people that made this possible. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. People could reminisce about the start of the show. Exactly. How we've changed. How success yeah. hasn't really changed us. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. We're still the same guy. Oh, wait a minute. We are the same guys we were. We haven't had any success. That's right. Oh, I, I wait a minute. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, one of my delusions. So, so you, you know what, Dave? Here's the thing that kind of impressed me. is the fact that it's the ninth Sunday in ordinary time. Yeah. So we're sort of back in ordinary time. And I know they were throwing all these high, holy, um, you know, what were they, celebrations at us. But I never got it. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I think I missed the whole experience of the extravaganza. I mean, the fact yeah. that it's ordinary time, I go, yeah. Was was there non-ordinary time? I missed it. But anyway. We missed the non-ordinary time. Huh? I mean, I realized, you know, that there were all these solemnities and big deal feasts, but it didn't somehow move me this year. I don't know. That's sad to hear. Yeah, kind of. Well, maybe you were preoccupied with other things. Maybe, or maybe just the ordinary time is, you know, what I'm all about anyway, Dave. You know, I think so. I'm you're sure. you're a person of the people. I'm a day-to-day guy, not the, you know, holiday. Not non-ordinary reality. It's true. So. Ordinary's good. Salt of the earth. <laughs> Connect with Mother Nature. Yeah, anyway, enough crap day, so... <laughs> Wait a minute, I wasn't done. Cycles of time. Okay, now I'm done. Uh, yeah, blah, blah. Uh, so, how's things? Things are great. Are they? <laughs> Loving life? It's it's wonderful. Living the mystery? That's right. The School's out for summer. I, I went to the pool yesterday for the first time. Really? Yeah, the pool's open last week in Memorial Day, but I didn't go. You didn't wear that Speedo now, did you? Well... It was a Speedo, but not, you know, it was not one of those Speedo ones. company, yes. Not one of those ones that would embarrass one of your children. No. Well, that's uh, good. Yeah. That's good. You should wear whatever you want. I don't care if you want to wear a Speedo. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. You wear a thong for all I care. If you're no. If it's, it's a public pool, though, right? It is. It's the YMCA pool, actually. <laughs> it would be kind of fun to show up there in a thong, you know. You middle-aged man jump in the pool with a thong. You think so? <laughs> Just to, just to see the looks right before they had security all me out. That'd be great. Yeah. So. But anyways, that's not the theme of our show. I don't know. Uh, some, somewhat of an ordinary theme, isn't it? I don't know. No, there's nothing ordinary about me wearing a thong, I think, to the YMCA. Oh, I, I'm trying not to even picture that, Dave. <laughs> talking about, I'm moving to the damn reading. We're so. trying, to, trying to get off that. Just, you know, yeah, that's fine. I, yeah. So, anyways, those readings. Hey, how about them? Um, so, how'd you like that first one? Get Moses again. You know what? It's interesting. Most of these readings, well, the first two readings, seem to me 
things that people have bastardized. Really? Well, I mean, like this one. Moses told the people, take these words into your heart and soul, bind them at your wrist as a sign, and let them be appended on your forehead. You know the hardcore Jewish people actually do that, right? Yeah, they have those box things, right? Right, on their, on their forehead. forehead because of this reading here. And, and do they have the same thing on their wrist, too? Yeah, there's a little box on their wrist you can or, Wow. Or a bracelet or some crap like that. I don't know. I, but but they do that because it says here to do it. Right? Jeez. That seems like taking a little bit too literally. What do you think, Dave? I think so, which brings us to our theme of the show. We have one. And we do have one. <laughs> okay. Which is the spirit versus the letter of the law. You think? I've used that with traffic tickets sometimes. It hasn't worked so well. I was going to say, did that work out for you? No, it didn't really work so well with me. But, you know, yeah. you know, like, you know, that whole stop sign, you know, the spirit of the thing is you slow down, you look and see, you don't want to go, in, you know, with other cars coming. I mean, technically, yeah, you're supposed to stop. But I digress. Um, anyway, so. I had that same problem in court. Did you? I made the judge mad. So I didn't do it anymore because. You know, I, I don't. It doesn't help you when the judge is mad at you. No, it doesn't. He didn't like it, so I decided I'm just going to try and stay out of courtrooms the rest of my life. Thank you. <laughs> no, that wasn't traffic court. That was some other thing. No, that was traffic court. Oh, that was traffic court. court. It was actually in Chicago, Dave. I had that little red motorcycle, and I and yeah. it was that. And that was what I got Sunday morning. I got a ticket for not coming to a complete stop while making a right turn on red on a motorcycle Sunday morning. I'm the only guy on the street. Yeah. And I went to court and said, no. Well, you weren't the only guy. Apparently, there was a cop there. Yeah, apparently, there was a cop that I didn't see. But But it was like, and I went to court and I said, it's true. I didn't park there at the, you know. Is that what you said? I didn't park? Not exactly, but I I was using the same, you know, spirit letter of the law concept. And it Hmm. just made the judge mad. And I said, man, I am never going to try and talk rational to a judge again and I just want to avoid them entirely. So. Yeah. But anyway. So. I haven't quite been able to do that though, have you? Not exactly, but I, I still try hard to stay the hell out of That's there. Good. That's good. Anyway, but yeah. But the larger issue here, Reiner, yes. is this idea of attending to the spirit versus the letter of law. Now, certainly we have that difference between Old Testament and New Testament here. We've got Moses saying, you better you know, toe the line here, put these on your head, you know, make these Commit these to your memory. Yeah, and a curse if you do not obey the commandments. Right. Wow. Okay. That's pretty heavy stuff. I guess so. I don't want to be cursed. <laughs> you mean because your life is so good now, and a curse would make it? Oh, wait a minute. I'm, I did get cursed. I don't what know. What did I do? I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean, so I think we we got that. And 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 now you when you move into those second readings, though, we get into is that where we get into Manifested from the law, but then it's a, talking about Jesus, righteousness. Blah, 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 blah. Where are we yeah, here? This, this is where I got the other one. Remember, how I said, you know, I think the Jews, uh, you know, overreacted to the say mm-hmm. that first reading with the little things he talked about. Boxes, yeah. And this one, I think, the last line here is because we consider, last line, we consider that a person is justified by faith, uh, by faith, by faith apart from the works of the law. Right. See, that would be the faith and not works. Thing that right. Protestants have gone crazy on again, overreacting or, or you know, overemphasizing this one line. That's what I think. Well, now, but now, what are they saying? They, well, how do you, you think know, they're going overboard? Well, you, know, they, they, you get a lot of those 
the classic Protestant evangelist who comes up to you and says, you know, have you, whatever, professed the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Exactly. And if you check the little box on this little paper, you're guaranteed to go to heaven because I am justified by faith and not by works. You know, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you check the little box on this pamphlet, then I've accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. I'm saved. Well, what do you think they're trying to say here? Here? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's why we're here. We're here yeah. to explain oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I'll make that up. I mean, I'll dig deep into the recess. But uh, here's, here's, here's what I'm asking. You're saying, well, they've kind of gone overboard, but isn't there a point to this that, you know, just running around doing a lot of good things is not going to get you, you know, if, you're, if your heart is not in it or you're – I mean, you the, isn't the idea here that, well, you can't just – Follow the letter of the law, and then expect to you know that that's going to get you to heaven. Let's well, say. Yeah, it, it's true that you cannot um, <laughs> do. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's funny. <laughs> you know, the Protestants say, "Check this box on this paper that says you have faith and that works." But if you are the works guy, you're saying, "I went to church on Sunday." Check. You're checking the boxes on the other side of the on the in the other column. Exactly. You know to say, I you know gave my ten percent to the church, therefore I'm guaranteed heaven because of what I did. I'm entitled to heaven. Right. It's, and that's also wrong. Right. That's exactly. What that's, and that's what Jesus says, kind of in the third reading, right? Right. So so it's it's like it's like neither. Does that synthesize these in the third reading? What do we kind say? Of, we, it says it's not the. Well, he sort of fights against the. You know, it's not those who say, Lord, Lord, right. who does the will of my Father. See, and that's what you're saying. So that that's a, goes full circle in a way, because if you think the first thing was the commandments, and this is the will of, of the Father, but then it's, it's kind of gone full circle. Well, maybe the will of the Father or will of Spirit or God or whatever is something more uh, tricky than just specific commandments. Too. Exactly. It's not just following, I have followed the Ten Commandments. I mean, it, it calls to mind that guy who comes to Jesus and says, what do I have to do to get into the kingdom? Right? And he right. says, follow the law. And he says, I followed the law my whole life. And Jesus looked on him with love and said, okay, there's one more thing you have to do then. Give up all you have and to the poor and come and follow me. And the guy went away saying because he's rich. But the point is that he said he was trying to do both of those things, follow the law. I've done that, but I don't feel like, you know, I'm part of the kingdom really yet. Right. right. And, and that's kind of what Jesus says. Is, yeah, well, just because you say the things or because you get a list of stuff and you check the boxes, neither of those is going to get you. It's actually listening to God every day and doing what he wants. Right. Well, in a way, though, if you look at the second one, if if, the, if it said here, we consider that a person is justified by faith apart from from the works of the law, if you looked at that from another perspective and say, well, if you really, really, truly had faith, let's say, you know, by by the fullest definition, then wouldn't you, in fact, be following God's will? Because if you really had faith, then you're actually listening to God. You're actually doing those things. That, I mean, it, this is more than just about professing faith. Maybe it's a different idea of what faith really is. I mean. If you have faith, then you, you like we always talk about the Holy Spirit and how afraid you know are of listening to the Holy Spirit. If you really have faith in God, isn't that doesn't that 
imply listening, imply doing things that may well, seem... Like you say, that depends on what you said is on your definition. But I think that's what, what we're saying here, that it, it might imply it, but it might not. It says, well, I have faith that you know God's going to save me. It's like that old joke, right? Right. Yeah, about the 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 guy in the boat. And yeah, who who's you know gonna drown and he ends up driving. You know, and he, I sent you a boat and a raft <laughs> and a raft and a helicopter. You know, because right. I have faith God will save me. He was trying to save you. Right. And you sat there, you know, and prayed the rosary all day long. Not that I'm against praying the rosary. I'm just saying that there's more to faith than just saying. I believe, okay, if you believe there are repercussions of that and they are, therefore, listen <laughs> and do. And maybe this, this is just sort of a developmental thing. So you, you've, you have children, and I think probably, didn't you, when they were younger, weren't there more like rules, let's say, because they didn't have the um, intellectual maturity to you know, kind of think for themselves about certain circumstances and decide what's right and wrong. So yes, as they true. get older, they have to th- think about those things. Yes, the purpose of discipline is to let you um, develop your own self-discipline so that I don't have to tell you what to do anymore. Right. 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 So, I mean, it's a, so God's helping us out when you're, you know, little kids in the Old Testament. Here's a bunch of rules. Follow these. Okay. But, right. you know, when you get to the later things, okay, the rules aren't the end of everything. You need to have, you know, a well-formed conscience that understands what the rules are and what they mean. Right. Not just, well, I've memorized the rules. I have no idea what they mean. That that doesn't work. I mean, I need to know God, and then then when he tells me what to do, I'll understand what he's saying. So. This probably has a lot to do with prayer, too, doesn't it, in terms yeah. of just... Um, connecting with God or listening, right? You know, and actually discerning what the will of God is, let's say, or trying to, or attempting to. Right. There's more listening than most people think. I mean, In, prayer, prayer, prayer usually is petition. God, I need right. you to do this for me. Right. Please do it today. <laughs> and and I think it's good that you're talking to Him, but there's a lot more listening. What do you want me to do? That we sort of don't like that part of it, but that's probably the more important part. Yeah, we really don't like that part. No. I want to do what I want to do. Exactly. Because I know exactly what I need. <laughs> I know it's good for me. And and you actually know how you're going to get that. Because when, get... when I do these things, this thing will therefore happen. That's ha. right. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a, no, that's a very good point. Yeah. You know, the, you know, we, 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 we really think we know have the cause effect sequence uh this and that kind of down don't we but we really don't know what's we we don't have a clue <laughs> so. oh man you do it all the time though right you know we i think we do, i do it with other people too like thinking well if i if i behave this way then this is going to happen and you know the problem is they've got their own individual lives they have nothing to do with me that's true and even though when you do this that thing that you want to happen no sex for you. Yeah. Never happens. Well, this this is true. You know, <laughs> listening versus, you know, you could do the letter of the law, still not going to get laid, you know. You could just do everything right, and eh, I don't think so. Not going to happen. I hate you. 
Yeah, go get away from me. Go somewhere. You're creepy. You're yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think it's it's applicable. You can't you can't be coming in there with a set idea of like, well, this, that, or the other thing, at all. Here now we're it's two guys that aren't getting any giving advice. That this is just this is pathetic. It is terrible. Terrible. I'm not going to even do this. But but it is an interesting part that these, you know. Readings are all about the law and listening and rules and stuff. And what we we're ending up saying is that, yeah, it makes sense, but it's not a recipe. You know, I think that's what they're all saying. Right. That well, yeah, here's here's some rules and you can follow them, but oh, by the way, when you get down to it, the one who does the will of my Father in heaven is the one who's gonna be my buddy. Yeah. You know? So how do you know what that is? It's hard. It's difficult. Hey, I saw a good movie last night, um, uh, romantic comedy. I know you're into those. Right? What was it? P.S. I Love You. Yeah, was it any good? Yeah, it was pretty good. I think you'd like it. The preview seemed lame to me, but... I know, but it was actually kind of... It made me laugh here and there. I'll, I'll, make a, good. I'll put that on my list there, Dave. All right. All right. <laughs> then the other thing I saw was 310 to Yuma. Hmm. That was pretty good, too. Isn't that, a, isn't that a Western or something? Yeah, you know, Westerns are big morality tales, though. Yeah, and I like this, Westerns, kind of. This was, this was not, this was, I think you would like it. I think you'd like the, the moral issues that it raises. I, I like those Clint Eastwood ones that are sort of amoral. They're funny. <laughs> they're, yeah, they are amoral, aren't they? They have a different sort Usually of... Usually they, they, you know, whatever, bring up questions about right and wrong. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this one, this one does too. I think you might like it. Three ten to Yuma. Two movies for you. Cool. Okay. Speaking of of that, uh huh. We're gonna go go, go into end segment here. I, I'll read this. You, you know, speaking about law and bringing up morality. Of course, we didn't talk about what this has to do with football. Right? Oh man, you are right. The letter of the law. Before we get into that, the letter of the law. You know, you you have all your rules. You have what needs to happen, and then you'd have just kind of going with the flow. And you know, Dave, people have different interpretations of the rules, too. I you know that. <laughs> they say, well, this is what that means. Nah, it doesn't. You know, like they, and people hate it when you don't play like they play. You I know. The rules the same way they do. I remember I remember a couple games like that. Yeah. Yeah. One like, And if you play differently, like if we started playing Confuse the Foos, yeah. man, that would just make people really mad. I know. If they're very rule-based, then they get kind of like, you can't yeah. do that. Or or it's because they've manipulated the rules a certain way, so if you play differently than they're expecting, yeah. then you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's not right. Eh, you know. It just is, right? People are like that sometimes. That's true. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. But anyways, back to your, your comments. Anyway, so I was reading this article in this, I don't even know if it's radical left or right, probably more right than left. Anyway, there's this article called The Luminosity of Moral Truth, Mm. The Natural Law and Ritual Laws, since we're talking about laws, by Alice von Hildebrandt. And it's interesting because she brings up this point that says, it's kind of what we're saying here, you know, there's right and wrong, and just is it only right and wrong because somebody said so? It says... Is it true, we are led to ask, that the immorality of murder cannot be known except by divine prohibition? 
Likewise, if divine revelation is necessary in order to know that certain actions are evil, are those who have not received it exonerated? I mean, for instance, they say, the evil deeds of men at the time of Noah triggered God's anger and brought about the flood. Once again, no formal moral revelation had been given to them because these were all before the Ten Commandments. So, so it begs this question of, is what makes something right or wrong? Yeah. There are some things that are intrinsically evil, and, you know, because, and somewhere in this article it says, you know, the, the God whispering to your heart, you just know they're bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and whether or not there's a rule saying that, you can tell this is right or wrong. I just know that this is not the right thing to do. Right. So. Right. Well, I, you know that that does that is an interesting point because I mean some of it some of it might be context too. True. You're you're. Yeah. I mean, if you. I, I can't I can't come up with a really good example right at the moment, but. Well, you know, I, like just killing somebody. Killing is wrong, right? Yeah, unless oh. it's self defense. Or your defense, or you know, I'm. They got the whole defending your country thing, which gets into other places. But I mean, there are some times when I got to kill one of these people, or they'll both die. Kind of, you know, the whole mother-child abortion thing. Right. Well, if I, it's an ectopic pregnancy, and if I let the baby grow, the mother will die. Uh, you know, right. I don't know. <laughs> you, well, in that case, both will die. Yeah, there's. You can't make blanket statements about, well, you need to be listening to to what you should do and, and listening to that voice from within because being made in the image of God, that luminosity of the moral truth should emanate from your, you know, deepest <laughs> being because you are made in God's image. So. Right, right. And I think that, I think that is, there's a truth to that, even if you uh, were to look at people that, quote-unquote, have never heard the Ten Commandments or, you know, like, you know, quote-unquote primitive tribal sort of situations. Like, I think they discovered a tribe that they had no idea existed in the Amazon this this week or something, uh, which is kind of a bad thing in a way because it just means everything's being sort of destroyed. But um, <laughs> That's true. But on the other hand, I think if you look at this, you know, I think there's there's, there's going to be a, a natural generosity or goodness or what have you that just sort of comes from being as you say a child of God without any schooling whatsoever um, I, I, you know I'm sure you know within their own culture there is but not what we would say you know hearing Jesus or the God or whatever I think there's something that is just sort of in the hardwiring of humans exactly so listen to that voice but in order to do that you have to Listen at all. So. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. And, but the first thing you got to do is listen to us. <laughs> and then you might not go to hell. <laughs> That's right. See you later, everyone. Ciao. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.